this is episode 518 of the Pixelated Sausage Podcast for Friday, August 18th, nope, 31st, 2018. I am your host, Marcus Nez, and today I won't be talking about all that much once again because I just haven't had much time to do anything because you know the reasons why everything's just very busy and hectic with work and then helping my father out and all that jazz. So I have played a lot more into the breach because that's something I can do just like laying in bed or in between things throw you know just play one match and whatnot and I've beaten the game three times now and I've, I've yet to lose as well I've completed it after finishing two islands three islands and four islands so that I could get that achievement I've unlocked five of the um, squads and only have the two uh, six coin squads left before having to work for the the secret squad i've unlocked eight pilots and i am just having an absolute blast with it i am back in that place i was when i was playing it on pc and just couldn't stop thinking about it and wanting to play it all the time it's such an incredible game i this is reaffirming that it is my game of the year and that i feel i i feel pretty sure that no game will top it. Uh, I know Spider-Man will not top it. Because from what I've seen of Spider-Man, there are a lot of cool looking things in it. But it does look a lot like a Spider-Man game. And I've, I've played those before. It's not going to be that special, really. Uh, and then Red Dead, as much as I love Westerns. And I did really enjoy Red Dead Redemption, even Revolver. Uh, I just... I, I know what I'm going to get with Red Dead Redemption 2. I mean, maybe it'll surprise me, but I feel 77% sure I know what I'm going to get. And I, I know that what I'm going to get is going to be likely very, very, very good um, and like huge and expansive. And there's going to be so much to do. And I will put so many hours into that game and love every second of it. But Into the Breach has consumed me. Not only once, but twice now. And has been a part of my being and existence outside of when I'm playing it. That I'm just thinking about and like, oh, oh, what if I try doing this next time? What if I do this? And I love that. And it's a game that I know I can constantly go back to. And it's a game that I could see myself easily playing 10 years in the future. Um, Maybe they'll make a, a sequel and they'll add more things and that'll be the, the the one i play but there's a good chance that they could just move on to making a different type of game uh i don't know if they've talked about doing like an ftl 2 because uh, it's from subset games i believe uh who also made ftl but they might just be a studio that likes to do something and then move on to something else that might be somewhat similar but uh just leave something as it is and let people just go back to it and what is there with into the breach i love i don't i don't need more i would be nice to get more squads and, and more enemy types and all that uh and i could dabble with that in a way with the mod scene on pc because it has a decent mod scene but i'm just I'm back in love with Into the Breach, an incredible game that everyone who owns a Switch should pick up because it is just, it's just, it's so amazing. If you, if you love 
games like Advance Wars, I guess Fire Emblem is somewhere similar in that same vein, then Into the Breach may be to your liking. Because the only reason why I say it, maybe not because it's much more confined to a smaller space and it's it's much more strategic. Not to take anything away from Advance Wars, but uh, there's you know you have limited resources with uh, just your three mechs in a battle. Um, but it, it's a fantastic, fantastic game. And then other than that, I played ninjin clash of carrots just about 45 minutes i wanted to play a little bit of it to so that i could talk about it on this episode i got a code for it on xbox one and it's a weird game you play as either a rabbit or a fox and then these like i don't know robots or weird just weird people come and steal your village's carrots and then you have to go get them back and then you're fighting on this plane that looks like it has lanes and the, the art style is very nice i really like the look of the game it has like a cutout look with things layered on top of each other and a lot of drop shadows and it looks really good but the lane structure that seems to be there visually is meaningless because you can move around freely the enemies move around freely and all you do is you hack and slash with your x button you dash with the a button you can do a dash attack with both buttons and then you hold the right analog stick in the direction and then let go to throw a projectile weapon, which could be like a shuriken, shuriken, I don't remember um, that word exactly. I don't even, shuriken, shuriken. Um, and that's pretty much it in the 45 minutes I played. The, the, the combat hasn't gotten any more elaborate than that. You will get new weapons that have different abilities, uh, like projectiles can have... The ability to bounce off enemies or go through along uh, through all enemies and damage all of them, but I, I think the projectiles are pretty much useless for the most part, except for with specific enemies like ones that will blow up the second you touch them. So you might want to throw a projectile at them instead of hacking them with a sword up close. But there are a good chunk of enemies that only attack forward, and you can only attack forward. So a lot of the strategy is just getting behind enemies because then they can't hurt you, and then you can hurt them. Which is just, I don't know. It's it's not that interesting. It doesn't add all that much strategy. And then enemies come and play that can throw things at you or let out these. There's this one enemy that shoots out like a fireball. But the fireball looks like a coin with a, a red glow around it. And that's fine. But the coin is kind of orange. And like I said, the, the these robots or whatever came and took your village's carrots. And you're collecting carrots this whole time that you can use in the shop that opens up after the second mission. And sometimes, after you're attacking a bunch of enemies, there will just be carrots all over the map. It'll just be flooded with carrots. And if you're fighting those enemies at the same time, those coins, despite having that red glow, can get lost in the, the madness of it all. Uh, which can be frustrating. Um, other than that... There are, there are boss fights, which are very, very basic. I mean, they don't even feel like boss fights other than you're fighting against something that has a larger health bar so that it takes more hits. But their attacks and all that just aren't all in it. And this goes for the, the main basic enemies, too. Just the, the attacks they have and their attack patterns and whatnot aren't all that exciting or fun to deal with. It just it feels very average across the board it, it doesn't do anything all that exciting or interesting really um 
nothing really refreshing um i just i like the look of it a lot and i wish i wish the game hooked me more than it has and it's it's barely hooked me uh the only reason i keep playing i i'm gonna play some more to see if maybe because i'm in the first world now it's like set up in an overworld where you just go from level to level and all that uh that if it maybe does some exciting new things in the second world i'm assuming it's going to be broken up into worlds um and and like each level is broken up into i think 10 waves so enemies come you attack them depending on how good you do if you take no damage you'll get a, a health boost uh, if you do take damage you'll still get some health but nowhere near as much as you would get if you um took no damage and then at the end of the match at the end of the level you will get a rating and it seems to be pretty liberal with giving out s rating uh, s ranks because i ha i have a handful of those and there's some of the matches like man i did not do great this round and then i get an s rank and i'm like oh i guess i did maybe this is a more difficult challenging thing and early on too after about three or four levels you'll unlock an endless mode which just wave after wave coming at you and after clearing 10 waves you'll unlock a, an exclusive piece of gear and i i forget if there are 10 or 8 uh pieces of exclusive gear you can unlock from uh clearing 10 you know every 10 waves you'll get one of those pieces of gear and you can also use that to farm carrots but you can also replay levels at the same time uh, and then there's a story associated with it but i think i i'm assuming it it's it wants to be funny it's trying to be funny it thinks it's funny but I'd say the jokes and the humor falls flat about 95% of the time. I don't find any of it funny. Um, I'm still listening to it, just not listening to it because there's no voice acting. I'm just reading it just to see what is going on. But it's it's not a great story. It's not a funny story. It's just text there to be there. Um, so, yeah, bit of a disappointment. It's not bad or anything. It's just not that great either. It's just, it's it's okay. It's okay. It's got a really good look to it. You can play with other people online or locally. I, I believe locally. Um, uh, but yeah, I wish you could change between the characters, the rabbit and the fox. I don't see, I don't think there's a way to do that after you start a thing. So you'd have to create a new save file or whatever, which kind of sucks because i don't know if i want my bunny anymore i want to try the fox even though i don't think there's anything different between them other than their look uh and then like i was saying that you can uh upgrade and buy new weapons and whatnot you can't upgrade weapons you can buy new weapons so that you upgrade yourself your repertoire um they range from heavy light uh, medium uh and, you know and they'll do more damage but then you can only swing them once or you can swing them multiple times and stuff like that you know all very basic things then other than that i haven't played on rush but i've heard because numerous people have told me that on rush is joining game pass next month i believe so i'm assuming that means september and not october and that is fantastic news i really hope this means the audience on xbox one will be very very vibrant and large and that they'll i don't i don't know if there are plans with uh the onrush team to release more tombstones for purchase but 
I hope that like people playing on Game Pass are like, oh, I would love to buy this tombstone for a dollar or whatever. Because I purchased the two tombstones that were available. I don't know if they ever added more, but I love the game. I hope this is good for them, but I do wonder... Like I, I just don't know what being on Game Pass does for them other than giving them an audience and there, other than those two tombstones, there may be a few more. I don't see how they can get money from the people who they do bring on with Game Pass. Uh, and I don't know what Game Pass pays them to be added or if it's them. I don't like I there's no way they're paying to be on Game Pass. That is ludicrous, but I'm just I'm just concerned at the same time as being very happy that yes, this means the audience will surely increase on Xbox One at the very least. But what does that mean for the developers in terms of being able to continue support? Like they've said they're going to continue supporting, but just what kind of revenue or whatnot does this bring in? Or is it just like being able to say, hey, we have this many, uh, our user base is this large, and that is just something they need to hit, and that's important numbers for them. Um, so we'll see. We'll we'll see what it all means and whatnot. But um, I... I'm happy to hear that because Onrush is an amazing game. Uh, I need to get back to it and play some more. Uh, finish getting into this season. Uh, I still haven't been seated or whatever. I haven't played enough matches to do that. But Onrush is amazing, and now a lot more people are going to get to play it, and that is great. Anything, Any news that means more people will be able to play Onrush and hopefully more people will be playing Onrush consistently is great. And since I am on Xbox One and not another platform, well, it's only on PS4. I don't, I don't know the. I, I'm, I'm very curious if the PC version is still in the works. But I'm very happy that this means the audience on Xbox One should be pretty. Uh, like I don't feel like I need to worry about the audience falling out and it being very hard to find online matches anymore because of this so that is good other than that i did watch american animals which is a movie from this year that is a true crime story that includes actual footage and sort of interviews with the actual people who are being played in the movie that takes up the majority of the film um and it's it's really, really, really good. I think it may be my new favorite movie of the year, topping Upgrade, because Upgrade is a lot of fun, but American Animals was super engrossing. It had me invested and interested in what was going on and this story, this crazy story, especially I, I think the fact that they did intertwine actual footage of the, the real-life counterparts and them talking about the uh attempted robbery and all that because what the story what the story is is these four young men are trying to they they attempt to rob this library i think it's a transylvania university or something and i don't know wheresville um but they have some very very rare not priceless but you know some of the the the, the rarest most valuable books in the world and there's not a lot of security or anything surrounding these books. So they just kind of 
not stumble their way into a plan to rob it, but just kind of like, oh, they joke about it somewhat, and they're like, oh, why don't we actually do this? Um, one of them, Warren, being the kind of ringleader, uh, and it follows their story as they just bumble their way through this and screw everything up, and it just does not go well. And it's it's very well acted, very well directed. It's it's a very interesting story, and I like some of the things they do playing with the different um, accounts of the the four guys who were involved in the robbery. So they'll have scenes where it's like the, this guy he was he had a ponytail and he's wearing this scarf, this like a blue scarf, and then they it covers the scarf and then actually it might have been a purple scarf and the scarf color changes in the movie uh, and then you'll have another one of the robbers saying that he remembers the guy being completely different and it'll rewind the scene and then a different guy will come out looking uh, like his descriptors um, and they'll say like oh I remember telling him this here and then I'll show you that but then the other one says well I, I remember it being here and then I'll have the same sort of scene uh, in another place and these things don't happen a lot it's not like you have to keep rewatching the same thing over and over again that would be really tedious if they did that but they do it a few times and I really like that and I, I really do like that they intertwine these bits with the actual people because it, it, ma- it makes the movie which is very good and well done but it makes it so much more interesting because we're actually seeing and hearing the people talk about what's happening and it adds a lot of credence to it all and just makes it it makes it it it, it changes it from being a really good movie to like a, a great movie um to a best movie of the year candidate um so that was a very very pleasant surprise and it's got a good cast too uh, i really the the guy the actor who plays warren is the actor who played quicksilver in the x-men universe who i really like he's fun and he, he does a great job in this and then there's another kid who i've seen in some other stuff and he looks a lot like joel like he's related to joel edgerton and i don't know if he is but he's got that look to him. And then it's got this other guy who was in Everybody Wants Some. And uh, <laughs> that movie with the girl from True Grit, who, Edge of 17, where she was a miserable, horrible person. And it's a fine movie, but I don't want to deal with her. So I never want to watch that movie again. And then it has some guy whose voice sounds familiar, but I don't know where the hell he's from. Um, but yeah, American Animals. You definitely check it out. It's. Uh, a very very good no great movie and i was pleasantly surprised by it i've heard great things about it i've been wanting to see it for a while i never got around to see it in theaters and it's at redbox now so you can check it out there on demand of course and i highly recommend it very very good other than that got nothing else to talk about so i will end this here episode and tell y'all that once again I'm your host, Marcus Nez. Y'all can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Xbox Live, my on mail list, Steam, Twitch, and all the usual places at PX Sausage. I don't know why I always, why I keep mentioning my on mail list. Um, 
I'm really behind on anime because this season has just ruined me. I need to catch up with the shows that I am watching. And also, on the topic of my anime list, they're still not completely back after being down for the week or whatever they were. It's just, they're a complete mess over there. I don't know what the hell they're doing. It makes me so... I just have no confidence in that side anymore. And it, sometimes things work, sometimes they don't. I just... I don't know. I I've liked using it because I like using it uh, to keep track of the anime I've watched and uh, the current season stuff and all that. But I don't know. I feel like going somewhere else. But I don't like. I don't. There's no place I really like. I I just use my anime list because it's kind of plain and simple. And other places are a little bit too. I don't know. I don't know. But on PSN, I do know that I am the Kush 3, and I really hope I can change that soon. The site is, of course, though, pixelatedsausage.com, where you can find this podcast and the Pixelated Paranormal podcast, which are both available on podcast services across the globe, like Stitcher Radio, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. And if you'd like to check out some of the crazy, kooky, colorful art I do, you can go over to pxsart.com and check it all out over there. And if you see something you like, uh, you click the little link below and it'll take you to where you can purchase a piece. <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. Uh, if you see something you like, there's a link below every picture and it'll take you to where you can purchase a print of the piece of fancy. And if you fancy supporting the site in general and everything we do, please go over to patreon.com slash pxs and support us that way on the topic of art i will be posting a new uh, picture soon so you'll be able to check that out uh, so get excited get hyped get hype oh god and uh, of course if you want to watch the video of this here podcast for some ungodly stupid reason you can go over to youtube.com slash sausage and now this is where i say Bye. Bye.